Welcome back, lads and ladettes, to episode 74. We have a very special episode lined up. Um, as you guys all know, the, uh, the Masters Tournament, it ended yesterday, on Sunday, with the first Japanese uh, major winner, Hideki Matsuyama of Team McGee, bringing home the, uh, the trophy and the green jacket. So, I guess without further ado, let's move into the 1v1 player battles that we all know and love. Philly, take yeah. it away. So this week we got episode uh, 74. We picked two players where number 74 to go at it in a competition of our choosing. Um, this week, obviously with the Masters theme, Masters just wrapped up. We kind of tied into last week how we did the competition and stuff, but I was watching these guys out there and I love the idea of match play, guys going at it 1v1 uh, out on the course. So I think for these two players this week, we're going to do a 1v1 match play competition, one round winner takes all uh between these two competitors so with that being said let's introduce our episode number 74 competitors our first competitor he was drafted in the first round 24th overall by the st louis blues in the 2005 nhl entry draft he's in his 13th nhl season having played 17 seven seasons with the st louis blues and now in his sixth season with the washington capitals in 843 games played he's collected 249 goals and 347 assists totaling 596 career points a hobie baker finalist and an ncaa champion with the university of north dakota a world championship bronze medalist with team USA and a Stanley Cup champion with the Washington Capitals, a five foot 11, 190 pound right winger from Mount Vernon, Washington, TJ Sochi Oshi. His competitor in the 1v1 match play at Augusta National. He was drafted in the seventh round, 200th overall in the 2005 NHL entry draft by the Montreal Canadiens. He's currently in his 13th season of professional hockey, having played for the Montreal Canadiens and the Nashville Predators in the NHL, and now with the Bratislava Capitals of the ICEHL, or the ICEHL. In his 353 NHL games played, he amassed 67 goals and 109 assists for a total of 176 career points. He holds the London Knights single season assist record with 91 assists, a six foot, 205-pound winger from Novopolotsk, Belarus, Sergei Kostitsin. Sorry, boys. Uh, I know you guys are familiar with the competition. We basically kind of go over these two guys, strengths they may bring, weaknesses they may have, what, what may lead them into winning this competition. I think this one's a pretty good one. These guys are the exact same age. They were drafted in the same draft year. Uh, one in the seventh round, so maybe a sleeper pick there, and then one in the uh, first round, 24th overall. But two legendary guys here, Sergei Kostitsin is just like, I feel like the Kostitsin brothers are just kind of hilarious characters in, in the game of hockey. And then TJ Oshie, I don't know, I just love the way he plays. And after that, I think 2014 Olympics, he got that nickname, TJ Sochi, because of his heroics in the shootout. But uh, boys, Take them off the ice, put them on the golf course, 1v1 match play. Who do we think takes this competition? Oh, and by the way, OC and Simney are here joining us right now. Uh, so they're going to come come in here, help us break down this competition, and then recap the uh, the Masters. So, Simney, I'll start with you. Who takes this competition? Well, I don't even think it's a discussion, in my opinion. It's TJ Oshie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, He's I'm right there with you. I think I've actually heard that he's like pretty good golfer. I don't know where I heard that. That could be like completely made up, but he's, he's winning this one v one. It's not even like a discussion. Oh, see, you're on the same page there. 
Yeah, no, there's actually a legendary video that you got to throw up on the uh, Insta. It's from the 2016 America Century Championship. Because I had that yeah. thought in the back of my head too, um, that he was a gross golfer. So I just searched up TJ Oshi Golf while you were absolutely buzzing through those intros. <laughs> and uh, it's a video of him. He's got a beer helmet on with the two yeah, uh, like sippy straws. And okay. uh, he's draining like a 15-footer. And then I think after... I think after that, he actually does like the shirt chug where he puts his shirt up on his face. <laughs> yeah. And, like, oh, yeah. So, yeah, and I, I'm pretty sure he's an absolute stick, plays a lot. And you know, those guys are so rich, they can get the fully fitted sets and play the nicest courses. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's totally a landslide with TJ Oshi. And on top of that, I mean, you're talking about TJ Soshi, guys, four shootout winners, you know, in a match play setting, he can definitely make a clutch 15-foot mm. par putt coming down the stretch to, <laughs> yeah. uh, to seal the deal. So I'm um, all a panic threshold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I think I think TJ's got one of those in the bag. Like, he'll he'll show up come come game time, like, nice shirt tucked in, yeah. like, the newest clubs. Like, the guy will just like, be lo- like looking like he's put together, ready to go out and do some damage on the course. And then Sergei Kostichin's going to show up and it's like, personal golf cart like an absolute slob <laughs> like it's his hair looks like he's like in the midst of a 36 hour bender yeah. i don't know because like <laughs> when you were when you were searching tj oshi golf i was searching andre or sergey kastitin party and i just see all those like <laughs> all those, <laughs> and see all those pictures of him just like looking drunk as a skunk with his brother with like these like random women like there's like so many of them too He's shirtless in one of them. Like it's he's, the guy will definitely just get too bombed on the course. Um, yeah, there's no way that there's no way that he'd be able to to finish 18. <laughs> yeah, I feel like him and TJ playing. He would go first. He'd be like TJ shot, and then he'd do a <laughs> shot, and then TJ would just throw it over his shoulder, or maybe he'd yeah. do the first <laughs> one, and then yeah, Castillo yeah, would just be bummed by the back nine, just completely yeah. in one. I'm going with you guys here on this one as well. I think it's a 4-0 sweep. TJ Oshie takes this one. It's not even a competition. Um, McGee, you know what actually came to my mind? I didn't do any of this research, the hard-hitting journalism you guys did into this competition. But (laughs) you know what I thought about? And it was like a specific sentence you had is, we did a competition of like Rick Nash against uh, Maxim Afeniganov. Yeah. And you had a statement you said, cause it was like a champagne bottle popping contest. And you said that a Finneganoff would just be a sloppy drunk. Cause it's like those euros over there. Like they're just getting way too sloshed and like yeah. they're putting back alcohol, like nobody else, but they're just not handling it. Cause they're just putting it way more. <laughs> I think, I think Kostitsin, like you guys said, is just slamming shots the entire time. Just like can't hold himself together. Like he's just a mess by the end of it. And so I think, Oh, uh, TJ Oshi would just like take it on the golf alone, but then I think on top of that, Kostitsin would just drink himself out of the competition. So I think uh, I think it's just four zero sweep TJ Oshi here. Get the brooms, boys. 100%. Yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no doubt in my mind that Kostitsin gets it. I wish the Zoom chat copy and paste worked because I'm just looking at all these photos. It's, it's a, and like I always love the uh, like that not Danny Heatley, Danny All Star 15 like Twitter account. Yeah. It always goes like, oh, like, what kind of night are we having tonight, boys? Like, oh, we're having a, a Sergei Kostitsin type of night. <laughs> yeah, and he <laughs> like, posts, like, his NHL headshot and stuff. Yeah, and just, yeah. he looks, like, hammered in that, too. Like, the guy's just, like, got something going on. But, yeah. Yeah. Congrats to TJ Oshie for, for winning the uh, match play event. 
Well, boys, we got you on here for a very specific reason. And uh, for those who have been following along on our Instagram page and uh, who've been keeping track of the podcast and our standings that I've been updating, last weekend we did a master's draft. So we went through, each of us picked a team of six guys, uh, five players and a captain of age 40 or over. And then our four best scores count towards our total score by the end of the weekend. Lowest score wins the uh, competition. So there were some clear cut favorites based on fan voting as this uh, competition was unrolled and the two favorites in the comments, both finished, they finished third and fourth and uh, OC finishing third, uh, a humble plus one, like you're, it's, it's not terrible, but you know, it's, you're, you're in the plus it's like, you know, yeah. I don't know. It's not great. It's not awful. It's, it's respectable. Kind of like a, yeah. Yeah. It's respectable. And then on the other hand, and then there's me, <laughs> Michael <laughs> Simony, who was a hilariously texted the boys right after the draft concluded and said, I think my team is dog shit. <laughs> Shoots a total of plus 34 on the weekend. Oh, no. Yes. And Sims, okay, you want to just like, hold on. There needs no, no. to be Before some context us, wait, wait, no, hold on. plus 34. Yes, yes. But you want to hear just like a little knife Let in your speak. back twist is this morning, uh, a guy who I'm friends with, Nick Papasek, he follows the pod. He's uh, He's got his like pro card on in like, he's a golf pro and stuff. He, uh, messaged me and he replied to my story and he just goes, damn, like plus 21 is a tough score. So I can't wait to obtain plus 34 as the final, <laughs> but now Friends Sims take contact. the floor. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So I, th- I mentioned this last pod that I, we had a master's pool kicking around last year and I won the thing. Yes. And I come, I come this year. <laughs> And I finished dead last in both of our masters. <laughs> yeah. The lads one and the one with the boys. Yeah. Yeah. So my best player mm-hmm. was Justin Thomas, who finished even. <laughs> yeah. And I finished dead last. McGee's yeah. second worst player, whose score doesn't even count towards his team score, was Patrick Reed, who finished four under. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, McGee's team was a wagon. Fuck. McGee's team was just, oh my god, guys! Like, what do you I'm think just... went wrong? Like, did we overthink it? Well, well yeah. I definitely took a look at last year's Masters leaderboard, and I was like, hmm, like Sung J M finished fifteen under, <laughs> tied second. Like, yeah, he's got to be in contention this week. Yeah, no, he'll shoot seventy-seven <laughs> and then eighty and get caught yeah. and have a plus twenty-nine on the card. Matthew Wolf was just a shot in the dark for sure. That was just a bad pick. I'm not gonna lie, but I, I had a little, <laughs> I had a little bit of faith. You know, Team Taylor made guy. You never know. Yeah, 76, oh, 79 DQ because he wrote. He probably wrote like a birdie when he tripled seventeen on. Yeah, Friday. he wrote the wrong score on his yeah. card and and literally signed it. Whenever that, yeah, happened, actually, I just with, I should have just withdrawn yeah. from this competition at that point, but I kept trucking <laughs> along. Yeah. So Thursday after Thursday, I'm plus 11 in our pool, dead last yeah. by like 10 strokes. So Friday, you know, my guys are actually making a surge like JT shoots 67, <laughs> Bryson shoots 67, Molinari shoots 
Uh, what did he shoot? 73. Shot 73, one over, whatever. Sergio, 72. Sergio. So I'm I'm actually in third <laughs> yeah. in, on Friday. <laughs> I'm ahead of OC's team, and Sergio misses the cut by one shot. Yeah, gives yeah. Me 80, that was 80, so brutal. Gives me 80, 80 on Saturday, Sunday. I shoot to like a plus... 18 or some ridiculous i didn't even realize too i thought sergio made the cut and then philly i'm driving home from golf friday and philly shoots a text or like post this post a pic of like our scores i see plus 18 i'm like what? i was just in third 20 minutes ago what's going on yeah because so what happened was i sent the update to the group and i was trying to track as the day went on and i was like boys like simony just passed oc here after that horrid thursday you passed oc and i wasn't paying attention to the fact that sergio wasn't going to make the cut so i go and check like 30 minutes later and i was like holy shit <laughs> like he just slid Anyways, yeah because he just i apologize plus 20 everyone that voted team simony i had a bunch of people that supported my team and i genuinely supported my team i thought sanjay was going to contend jt i had winning did nothing past two days bryson like never picking him for any bets ever for the rest of my betting career. Um, Francesco, I thought he was going to kick around. He did a bit. Shot an 81 yeah. today. That's great. Yeah. Good for you, Francesco. I didn't even know that. Yeah. <laughs> Sergio, dud. Wolf, dud. Sungjae, huge dud. Like, <laughs> the biggest disappointment of the entire Masters weekend. So of the golf. tournament, yeah. You win some, you lose most, and uh, <laughs> just the way she goes. Okay, so Sims, I need to know who was the one guy that you picked that like really shocked you with how poorly they performed? Sungjae. Like, Sungjae is that guy? It happened. Dude, he shot 77 and 80 Thursday and Friday. (laughs) He shot 15 under in November. He was tied for second. Yeah. Like, what's going on here? Was that just yeah. a fluke or was this weekend a fluke? Now I have no, going forward betting on Sanjay. I have no idea what to do. My head's in a twister. I have no idea. Yeah. 15 uh, under to 13 over. Yeah. Bryson yeah, definitely surprised me. I thought he was going to be a lot better than he was in November. He was brutal. JT, he was good up until yesterday and today, really. Like he was in contention yesterday and then kind of fell apart, tripled like 16 or 17 yesterday or whatever it was. And that was it. But yeah, my team, I had three guys missing the cut. So once that happens and you need four quick scores to count against your card, then yeah. you're just it's over. out of luck. Yeah. Yeah. OC, let's uh let's dive into your team now. You uh you kind of got sewered because like I don't know. I don't think Cantley was a bad pick at all. I think that that's kind of like an unfortunate one where things just didn't go well for him. 79, 73 yeah. on Thursday, Friday, misses the cut. But the one that was I would say the biggest shock to probably everybody, all four of us, and likely everybody who wrote in on the fan, like picking teams, was not only this guy just not having a good score, but this guy missing the cut. And that would be your first overall pick, Dustin Johnson. Can you just talk us through you watching him just fall apart like that? Like, what were your emotions like as you saw that happening live Thursday, Friday? Yeah, I mean, I actually didn't watch a lot of the tournament Thursday, Friday because I was working and I was starting. Right. So I was, I was out on the course. So I didn't act, I honestly did not watch one shot of Dustin at the Masters. Okay. It's kind of unfortunate because he's one of my favorite guys. But I mean, yeah, like you said, it's a, it's a total shock. Um, I know if you go back in history, 
a lot of the guys that are put in the green jacket on the winners really don't do that much in the tournament besides Tiger and maybe right. a one or two other guys usually miss the cut or they're hanging around even par. But he wasn't necessarily winning a lot of tournaments, but what he did last year, it was like if I didn't pick him one, I would have probably been just sweating it the whole week. Like, why did I <laughs> yeah. not do that? And yeah. when I look at JT and everyone else that I would have picked first overall anyways, I mean, it wasn't that big of a deal. If JT ended up winning the tournament, I would have been like, shit. But uh, yeah, like I sent a text in the group that all four of our guys that um, we took in the first round didn't really do that much besides Rombo today made it made a huge surge. But yeah, uh, JT, uh, Brooksy, and uh, DJ didn't really do that much this week. So it is what it is. That's golf. You usually expect the the. the Good guys are going to be there, but there's always going to be a couple guys like uh, Mr. Hideki there on the outside, a little <laughs> late round selection that come in and win the whole tournament. So, yeah, props to you, McGee. Like I said, the way you said it, you gave it the old Hideki. I knew it was <laughs> going to be a, a good week for him. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I had high praise for Cantley. I mean, I was I was running around Station Creek Golf Club all a minute and just. Uh, telling everyone I could that Patrick Cantley was going to win the Masters, but um, it, is what, it is what it is. That's your uh, first impression at the new job. You're like running around yeah. town. <laughs> Cantley's winning, boys. Yeah. <laughs> like, Tried to give everyone a little low-key mid-level pick that they could win some decent coin on, but didn't end up working out. Um, sometimes she goes, sometimes she doesn't. But yeah, I was I was happy with Xander. One guy that I've, I'd obviously... Uh, and the rest of my team, they were just really stalled. Like Webb yeah. was kind of he he was going from he was bouncing from dash two to plus two, and same thing with Scheffler. They just couldn't really get any rhythm going. They were just kind of hanging around for the paycheck. It seemed yeah. like. Um, and then Adam Scott had an yeah, <laughs> he had a terrible moving day. He had a backwards moving day. Yeah, it's like uh, when you move into university and. Uh, you get the U-Haul all unpacked and then uh, you settle in and then something terrible happens. You just get on the phone with mom. You're like, yeah, I'm out of here first. It's kind of like the reverse moving day. That's what Adam Scott was doing uh, out there on Saturday. (laughs) I think he had a triple on one of the easiest holes on the course. So I trusted Adam with my captain selection, kind of gassing him up a little bit too much for his performance (laughs) this week, but there was a couple other guys I was looking around and being a lefty, I was kind of disappointed in myself because uh, I think Bubba and Phil were lurking around like even par one under. So mm-hmm. could have taken oh. those two guys and had a much better result for my team. Cause you think about it, if I get those guys at even, then I have Xander who was my top performer at like seven, eight under. Then uh, my team's right there in the mix with Philly. Yeah. Dude, if yeah. Xander didn't go into the water on what 16. Oh my god. Yeah. He would have probably ended up winning the thing, man, because he had so much momentum up until yeah. that point. Puddles, and yeah. Puddles. Puddles. in the water the, the whole before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was my pick to get Xander in the third round. I love that selection. And I've honestly watching the Masters for a good six, seven years now. For what I can remember, I've have not seen anyone put the ball in the water there on Sunday. <laughs> it, it's just a it's a rare spot to do that. Mm. And it sounded like you just chunked it and you hit a bad shot. Yeah. Yeah. Pulled it a bit. And yeah. Then he threw the, the, 
his third shot, which is actually his second shot right into the yeah, <laughs> almost took someone's teeth out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Did you guys have people messaging you about the uh, the competition as the weekend went on? Did you hear from anybody at all? Because I did. So I mentioned I had someone message me about Simony's plus 21. I had a different person message me on Saturday as Adam Scott was just crumbling all over the course. And this guy, Robbie Armstrong, he's like friend of the show. He reached out and he's just said, Team OC can absolutely not be happy about Adam Scott's performance today. <laughs> and he just yeah. is like messaging me as the tournament went on, just updating me on like Adam Scott's score and stuff, and then picking different guys. And then OC, I don't know if this will make you happy or hurt a little bit, but Wednesday night, as the competition was closing and like the time to get in was closing, um, someone who picked my team to win messaged me and said i didn't really want to pick your team but i just was gonna ride with you anyways so i hope you win and i was like like what the fuck is what? that like come on dude <laughs> and then i said i was like who who uh did you want to pick and he goes team oc he's gonna run away with this one <laughs> so, <laughs> so you had yeah. some promise going in there's a lot of people picking your team and then obviously someone who didn't pick your team but wanted to so <laughs> yeah and then i had a uh, mr ken nakamichi he uh he picked my team felt all good and then 30 minutes later he comes back and <laughs> said oh my bad i didn't look at the teams so like what <laughs> yeah just scumbag just goes and like that. goes and switches up on sims and i just responded and said true yeah but uh yeah it was fun i mean we should do this again next year it was uh, a yeah. good way to get first annual people- yeah good way to get the people involved and uh just a good way for all of us to follow and some good banter back and forth so i'll hand it over to one of you boys to review yeah. your team let's go to mcgee i want to hear what he has to say well hold on i'll go through oh, yeah, my team yeah, real quick because the champ, uh, McGee's, yeah. yeah he's the champ so okay so uh, yeah i had a uh, kapka and westwood both miss the cut uh both their scores didn't count towards my team so not a big deal then the rest of my team was either like even par cl- plus one or right around there going through i think i was like plus three on thursday and then i had a nine stroke swing um getting me to i can't even remember i think i was like all the way or 12 stroke swing or something like that. Something huge into Friday felt pretty good about my team. And then even going into today, I was like, I don't know, I'm not way out of it. Like the it, odds of me getting there were really slim, especially considering how far McGee had pulled away. But then Mackenzie Hughes just poops himself all over the course and goes plus four today <laughs> kind of ruins that. And then Connors dropped a little bit. Finau dropped Morikawa stayed the same. So I don't know. I was, wasn't disappointed in my team, but, uh, didn't perform the way I kind of expected. And with McGee's team going off, like they did, it was just hard to keep up with. So McGee congrats on winning the first annual lads and launchers master snake draft. We need Thank to break you. down your picks here because uh, yeah, this was incre- an incredible performance by yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I know. I, yeah. First of all, I'd like to thank the critics and naysayers who didn't give my team a chance. Uh, and there were there were a lot of them. A lot of them didn't. I think there are maybe four or five people. Phil, you you tallied the the winner recently, and how many people voted for my team? Like, I, I'm I, pretty I'd sure it was five. Seven. Okay, it was so, okay. Yeah. So it was like five or six. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do we have the vote breakdown? Like, who got the most votes? Do you know? Um, I'm pretty sure Team Simony got the most votes, and then OC you were either tied or second, and then I was third, and McGee was last. Yeah. Yeah. So, thank you for the critics and naysayers who who gave me the motivation I needed. Uh, I mean, I wasn't too like content with my team, 
And then I, I saw the PGA post, like, oh, lowest scores at Augusta since 2014. And I saw, like, f- four out of the five guys, other than DJ, were guys on my team. I'm like, oh, like, <laughs> okay. Like, that's that's kind of good news, I guess. I like to see that. Um, but I'd be lying. I, I, first of all, I guess, I, other than the critics and naysayers, I'd like to thank the people, the fine people at CBS Sports, uh, the odds <laughs> makers there, who uh, led me to make the picks that I did. Uh, and I knew John Rom had the longest uh, – par under streak going at Augusta. So I lied. I, I heard that today. So <laughs> <laughs> I honestly had no basis behind my picks other than the CBS odds. Right. Uh, and then whoever That's was the taken above. Yeah. And then whoever was taken above it, I would just moved on to whoever had the next highest odds to win the thing. Um, and that was, <laughs> that was how I picked my team. It worked out really well for me. Yeah. Let's get into Hideki here because that was your final yeah. pick uh, of the yeah. draft in the last no, round. Just, Justin Rose. Justin Rose is my final pick. Oh, I was think. he? I thought I Maybe thought Hideki was. was the last, but regardless, Let he me was take late, a late pick. Um, yeah. Yeah, Hideki was final round. Final oh, round, okay. so there you go. Yeah. So how pumped were you all weekend watching him? He played pretty well Thursday, Friday, and then had a huge day yesterday. What was going through your mind yeah. watching that happen? I mean, it's nothing new for me at Team McGee because, I mean, Justin Rose <laughs> had a good seven-under start uh, to begin a Thursday or whatever it was, or his five-under start. And then yeah. John Ron today had, like, a six-under day. So at least one, like, one person on my team every day had, like, an absolute, like, a round of 65. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So it was pretty nice. Other than the Friday, I think, was the only day that I didn't move that much. Yeah, he was, like, a couple of strokes. Uh, yeah. yeah, but but my team was kind of was well-rounded, like somebody said. Only, only Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed, who was... Uh, obviously Rory didn't make the cut uh, but Patrick Reed who scored in the count towards my team was was at minus four which is still pretty good <laughs> yeah. uh, I, got a lot, I got a little flack for, for that pick but it's all right man it's all right yeah. scored in no, count towards my he's team. he's a gamer he's not- around Augusta <laughs> yeah he's, he's a local right, champion too like didn't yes. even that into account yeah I, I forgot about that honestly until today yeah, when they said they're like oh former Masters champion I'm like wait what yeah. So, boys, the entire reason we did this thing was uh, brought to us or because of our sponsor, Lad Skin Co. So, part of the Masters competition was that we put out our teams and then everyone had to decide which team they were riding with. And if the team you rode with won the Masters pool, you got entered into um, a randomizer to decide who wins the Lad Skin Co., the full skin bundle, and the uh, Lad Skin Co. merch. So I put the, whatever it was, six guys who picked McGee's team into a randomizer today because it looked like McGee was going to run away with this one and uh, made sure that this person met all of the requirements necessary. So they follow us, they follow Lad Skin, uh, Lad Skin Co. And they tag two people in the comments. So with that being said, the winner of our first annual Lads in Lawn Chairs Masters Snake Draft the presented winner of the, Lad Skin Co. presented by Lad Skin Co. is Liam Sweeney. So congratulations to Liam Sweeney on winning the uh, prize pack. That's absolutely huge. We'll reach out to you. We'll get your info to make sure you get your prize pack sent over to you, and we'll get that all worked out. But uh, yeah, boys, that yeah. about wraps it up for the first annual Lads and Launchers Master Snake Draft. We appreciate you guys yeah. coming and doing this with us. Uh, no worries, boys. Uh, one thing who's one player that uh i know mcgee you don't know that much so you don't have to do it but who's one player that you would want 
if uh, like you could subtract your worst player and bring one guy on right now, who would you want? Xander Shoffley, man. Like I would, I'm probably gonna pick him next year. Like yeah. I think that he's, I think he's gonna be a player for a long time, man. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if I pick my exact same team next year and I won. <laughs> <laughs> and won. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I would probably take out Mackenzie Hughes and just throw. Uh, Maybe it's just because he played really well, but Zalatoris. That guy just seems like a beauty. <laughs> just Sa- Zalatoris. <laughs> yeah. Billy Z. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that would be my swap. But, yeah. Taking out Matthew Wolf and picking literally anyone else in the field. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> just scroll through the list of like him. <laughs> like, literally one of these. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> man, I love Cantley, but I have to take him out this week. Um, even though I'm taking him next major, but I would have to say it either be, and these are two guys that I really like for the PGA, the, the next major that's coming up. It'd have to be either, or I'll do a three pack of Victor Hovland, Cameron Champ, or Joaquin Neiman. I think one of those okay. guys is they're all young and they're ready to break through. Neiman's our age. He's he's so disgusting. Really, yeah, I didn't even know that. Yeah. yeah. All right, boys. Well, uh, thank you for, for joining for, us. For, for, before before we let the boys go, fun fact about Liam Sweeney. You've seen the post on Spit and Chicklets. It's like the pink Whitney bottle on top of the net and like Banff that they posted yeah. recently. Yeah. He took he took that picture. That's a, that's a picture. Oh no way. Oh really? Yeah. So so shout out Sweeney, good photographer, uh, and hope you enjoy your last skincare uh, package. That's oh, awesome. Sick. Congrats to him. All right, boys, thanks for joining us. Simony is going to head out here. He's got an assignment to do, but OC will be joining us for the rest of the episode. So, again, thanks for uh, participating in the first annual. We're definitely going to have the two of you guys back in our next one. And, uh, Sims, thanks for coming on to break this one down. Uh, better luck next year, Mr. And Plus I'm, 34. I'm, I'm looking forward to my uh, master's dinner. My, oh, yeah. My winner's oh, dinner. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. We'll have to discuss that. <laughs> yeah, the menu. <laughs> I think I'm my connections are cutting out. I don't know. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Thank anyway, you again. Sims. You, you yep. really deserve yeah, it. You just out, yep. outsmarted everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Thanks, guys. See you boys. We'll chat soon. Yeah. Yep. See you. Right, All right. There we go. That's it. First annual Lads and Launchers Masters Snake Draft in the books. Team McGee takes the first one. Liam Sweeney, the winner of the Lads Skin Co. Care Package. So that's huge. We'll get that out to him. We'll reach out and figure that all out. But, uh, fellas, this episode is coming out on Monday, April 12th. And uh, today is obviously Sunday, April 11th. But uh, as I was writing the notes to get ready for this show, tomorrow is NHL trade deadline. And there's all of these talks out there of different guys who could be moving to different teams. And with the Leafs being as good as they are, names are always floating around. People are talking about it. So I threw in here, just should the Leafs make a move or do the Leafs make a move? Like every year you always kind of want a huge trade. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I love when like a big name guy just gets moved. Like it feels like it's exciting regardless of if it works yeah. out or not. It's like, Oh, like, like, like actually move Dave Boland, Dave Boland in 2013. <laughs> yeah. I remember how excited yeah. I was for that pickup. Uh, Brian Boyle. <laughs> but uh, I, I put this in and like half an hour later, the Leafs make a trade. So let's just get right into that. OCs on here. Um, Nick Felino, the Leafs go and acquire him. 
What do we think of the trade? Is there more trades coming? How do we like it? Let's hear your thoughts. OC, we'll start with you. I love the trade. Um, I've only heard good things about it. I think that Felino is a leader. Um, he's one of the many captains that the Leafs have now yeah. um, as a part of their club. And I think he's a guy, whether he plays in the top six, whether he plays on the third line, you know what you're going to get out of him every night. It's going to be consistency and uh, work ethic. And I think it's just going to be someone to bring the boys up. He'll chip in with a goal every now and then. And I think above all else, above all else, his dad played for the Leafs. He knows about this team. He knows what it's like. Um, he might've been a bit young, but he knows the history, mm-hmm. what it means to win here and be a part of that. And I think he's going to be hungrier than ever. So, I'm excited to see uh, Felino in a Leafs jersey. Yeah, Felino kind of just has that reputation of like a playoff guy. Like he fits the mold yeah. of like a guy who's just good in the playoffs. Like his physicality, the energy he brings, he can score goals. And it just, I think that's kind of what the Leafs are looking for. Probably fit into that top six, play a good leadership role uh, on and off the ice. And I am pretty excited about it. I This is somebody that my dad and I talked about we were interested in, wanted kind of wanted the Leafs mm-hmm. to go after. So I'm, I'm excited they pulled the trigger and we didn't really give up much at all. Like I don't give, I don't care about that first, first round pick. Like if you're going for it and you're going to try and win everything, hopefully that first round pick is the last pick of the first round. Right. So it can't, yeah. it can't hurt you that bad. If, uh, as long yeah. as this plays yeah. out or you go far. So there was a lot of, like a lot of murmuring going on in Leafs Twitter. I, when I heard about the trade, I went, I went to Twitter and like looked at it and people are like, first round pick for Felino. It's like, guys, hate to break it to you. Like we're not in the middle of a rebuild here. Like we're, <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, we're trying we're to ready, win. Like, make it deep. Yeah. And sometimes you gotta, you gotta move those pieces. So like, yeah. I don't mind that at all. Plus they're getting him from like for a reduced salary cap. I think like San Jose and Columbus are both retaining part of his salary. So I think, yeah. I think what they, Columbus trades it or yeah. Columbus trades him to San Jose for a retained and then San Jose trades him to Toronto for an extra retained or something. That's exactly. Yeah. Yeah, A lot of that funny business going on this year. Yeah. Yeah. But that's uh, yeah. Usually like three-way trades aren't as common in the NHL as they're in like the NBA or whatever, but Hey, we're getting them for a discounted rate. First round pick doesn't really matter to me. Uh, We're ready to win right now. And I think that's a huge pickup, man. Yeah. And it's kind of, it's kind of like kind of funny, like that he beat us out last year and kind of just, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But yeah. I don't know. It's exciting, right? Like as a Leafs fan, you're kind of looking at it and saying, yeah, we're going to put all the cards on the table. Like, let's go for it. And as someone who wants the Leafs to do well, we finally got a guy who in net who just seems to give the boys confidence every night. He can make the save when it's there. Set an NHL record for most wins to start a season. 11 straight. Uh, he's 11-0 this year. I, I'm super pumped about kind of where this team can go. Like if Freddie can come back and be healthy, then I don't know, maybe you've just got a good tandem there. You got a situation where Campbell can take the net. And if things go sideways, you have Freddie there just in case or vice versa. So I don't know. I'm, I'm excited about the situation. I'm excited about this pickup, but are they done? Is there another pickup that you want to see happen? Or are you content with the team right now, right this moment? There's a guy that I would be sniffing around for sure. And I was just looking a little deep down the tray bait list. And I like Nikita Zadorov. He's 25 years old. Um, I haven't heard his name circled around the Leafs too much, but with them putting Riley, them acquiring Riley Nash and putting him on uh, LTIR, he makes, uh, Zadorov makes 3.2. So even if you want to trade someone like a Kerfoot or even Dermot, to swap money in and out, you could definitely make that work. 
Right. He's big. He hits. I could see him uh, play as like a shutdown pair as a left-handed shot with Bogosian. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he could just bring some stability to the back end. He's got experience. I think he's the first-round pick. Um, and I think he would definitely just be an upgrade on Dermot and someone that you could trust more. Not that Dermot's done anything wrong, but if we want to go deep, deep in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You um, need to make those upgrades. Yeah, I like him. I know he might have a bit of a like suspension history. He's a little bit plays on the plays a bit plays on, on the, the edge. Like plays he kind of gives edge, me yeah. like the Nazem Kadri like defense vibes. You know what I mean? Except yeah. he's like six foot six. It just snaps. Yeah. Yeah. And he could he's kill him. Yeah, yeah, he could kill <laughs> you should see his uh, EP or hockey DB photo. He's got like a huge scar all the way down his like face, chin area, and his nose is way out of place it's who does he uh, play for right now chicago he just got flipped uh for brandon sod so yeah. i don't know if they'd be if they'd be shopping him but um yeah i guess someone's heard something about him because he's on the trade bait board so interesting you know what i hadn't i hadn't even heard about that or hadn't even considered that but i kind of like it i like the idea of sadorov he is just like a big guy fit in there he's mean him and bogosian imagine going into the corner on either of those guys like you're coming yeah. across center ice thinking about dumping the puck in and going and chasing it you just look at bogosian and zadorov and you just start like you pee yourself a little you're like wait a minute <laughs> maybe <Yeah>. not <laughs> maybe i'll chip and change <laughs> yeah i kind of like it though i do actually and i think that would be an upgrade on dermot even if he brought the same offensively i think like just being mean and physical brings a whole new element that like the Leafs might need in the playoffs. So I kind of like that one. Yeah. I don't think Nashville is going to trade at home really either. So I think that's kind of just out the window. Um, but yeah, OC, thanks for bringing that one to light. I'm going to be refreshing Twitter all day tomorrow, just like yeah. searching Zadorov <laughs> and seeing if there's any rumors. <laughs> yeah. Imagine if I just break that trade. What if it comes out of nowhere and Zadorov <laughs> goes like... to the Leafs? Yeah, that it's would actually be hilarious. <laughs> We'll get it. We're gonna we'll clip it and then date it too. So yeah. Yes. Yeah. We'll put a timestamp and everything on it. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. Last question about the NHL before we move on here. Taylor Hall. Do you guys think he's getting traded? If so, where would you predict he's going? Um. I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I think it'd be pretty cool to see him and Eberle reunited on the Islanders. Ooh. Mm. I like that. Yeah, I think it'd be pretty cool because the I think the but Islanders the, need a little bit more firepower up front. Like, obviously they're they're pretty consistent right now, but there's they have a history yeah. of the I guess their reputation of playing boring hockey right now. <laughs> yeah, and, and they, they lost Anders Lee. Yeah, exactly. So it's I think Taylor Hall would be a good fit there. Him and Ebs reunited. Uh, just, I, I feel like he's got to perform outside of Buffalo. If he doesn't, it's kind of like all right. Like I think I'm well, personally I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt of just him not performing because he's in Buffalo, mm-hmm. but. If he doesn't perform elsewhere, then it's kind of like you've run out of excuses, man. Like maybe you're just yeah. on the decline. Yeah, exactly. Um, so here's my thought. I think 100% he's getting traded. Um, today I was like looking into where he could go, and I did see a tweet that kind of said the three front runners, and I can't remember who it was, but they said in their opinion, the three front runners, not even just from what they heard, just their general opinion was that Boston, Florida, and Edmonton. And just from my perspective, I for some weird reason, I just think he's going back to Edmonton. <laughs> like I just, I just keep seeing this trade notification popping up on my phone tomorrow that says Taylor Hall is going to Edmonton for like 
I don't even know what. It would be like James Neal and like some <laughs> a prospect and a first round pick or something. Like it's gonna be weird. It's gonna be weird, guys. I'm yeah. telling you. But I I just I just have this like weird gut feel that he's just like gonna end back end up back in Edmonton. I've uh I don't know. I'm looking around at who's got some space here for cap. Um, I mean, you can always move money out and then bring Holland, but I like Colorado. I think Colorado could definitely mm. a little bit of sleeper team. I don't, they don't need a lot of help on their left side, but um, you can never have too much forward depth or for a playoff run. I like Colorado and I also like Pittsburgh. I think, oh. I, I don't know how much, how much prospects, how many prospects they have left. I know they definitely <laughs> yeah, like have not. no picks. They yeah. trade a pick every year, um, but they've got seven million left in cap space, so hmm. they could just make the hall deal work for picks. And I'm sure anyone who's taking on that eight million dollar deal is going to want Buffalo to at least retain like twenty five percent of it. So yeah, yeah, um, I could I could a hundred percent see like Hall being a move that the Penguins make. Yeah, I feel like get they him. always make like weird weird moves. Like that. <laughs> yeah, get them to play with Crosby or Malkin. That would be oh my unreal. god yeah yeah all right well uh that's kind of our opinions on uh pro sports and how things are going um fellas the last couple episodes one of our main topics has been guys and the different types of guys that come come about in this type of weather as the seasons are changing oh, it's getting wait, nice Billy, Billy, sorry i gotta interrupt you i saw a new guy a no. new type of guy has emerged okay, so Who's he? Was... <laughs> oh just you wait I was walking through Waterloo Park yesterday with my roommates and we we're like yeah. walking by this little like spot kind of in the middle where it's, it goes into like a forest, like a woodsy area. Yeah. And I look into the woods, like into the woods and I do a double take and there's a shirtless man meditating in the middle of the forest, sitting cross-legged oh. on the forest floor <laughs> meditating. And I'm like, oh my God, that, that reminds me of like Guru Kid from Disney's Recess. Like <laughs> he, he looks so like just full of serenity and, and peace. Just like so peacefully hands like this like in the typical yeah. like meditative position legs crossed yeah. eyes closed and i'm like oh my god like imagine just having the freedom and like confidence just to do that like how are you gonna spend your day oh, i'm gonna go to the park and meditate oh cool okay so that reminds me actually this wasn't even what i was gonna bring up but three days ago i got a snapchat memories notification because this is like we were in lockdown at this time last year and my buddies in my house and i we'd go for walks like every day through the park uh in london and the one day we were in the park and i have this video on my phone maybe i'll try and include it in the episode somehow on youtube but it's <laughs> and the caption fits perfectly too it's um rollerblading cape guitar guy there was a guy rollerblading through the park wearing a cape playing the guitar and my caption literally says like rollerblading cape guitar guy dude we had a guy in waterloo who, like <laughs> last year in my student house i was like uh i was like sleeping and i heard like a loud noise coming from outside like my back parking lot area and i wake up and the guy's singing like some like some old song like singing at the top of his lungs but i look at him what the hell i see flashing lights this guy's ripping around on rollerblades and like shorts with tarps off and he's got these like glow sticks in his hands <laughs> and like glow stick necklaces on and he's just like singing and rollerblading around like waving these glow sticks i'm like oh oh man like that's a pretty cool way to spend a tuesday tuesday Wait, evening like i just remembered the most unique guy we interviewed him <laughs> jedi guy jedi guy, <laughs> jedi guy. 
Jedi guy is is probably the most unique guy. He is the guy. guy. <laughs> yeah, he is the guy. He's awesome. Yeah, the man. He's one been, and only. Yeah, there's been a lot of stuff happening in Waterloo recently, like involving like uh, female students coming forward and expressing their like like uncomfortability or uncomfortableness with kind of like some like poor experiences they've had when like dealing with like strange men on the streets and how it's like a real issue. Right. And Jedi guys right there to reply and like make sure that they feel comfortable and safe in the neighborhood. Just being a true Jedi. So shout out to Jedi guy for for sticking up for the women of Waterloo. We really appreciate you, man. Yeah, respects. Okay, but <laughs> anyways, getting into the guy I saw, we kind of like touched on this guy. You like you'll see fits into these category, but uh, with me being back at work last week and the week before, the weather's been beautiful. Like actually, just so nice outside. And um, on the street that we're working on, two houses down from where we are, it's clockwork, boys. Seven days that we worked on this on this house, seven days, this guy did it at the exact same time. He did the exact same thing. So this is what he does. Drives right past his house, lifted truck, like black rims, huge tires, drives past his house, reverses in, gets out of his car, 1.30 p.m. sharp every day, goes inside. 1.35 p.m., he comes outside with a Bud Light in his hand. He walks about six or seven doors down the street, knocks on some guy's door. Maybe four or five minutes later, the, the, him and the guy whose door he just knocked on come walking back down the street. Him still with his Bud Light in his hand, his buddy with six Bud Lights in his hands. And they just go, <laughs> they sit in the garage, garage door open. And this guy has like a bar in his garage. And they just sit there, 1.35 or 1.40 p.m., every single day and crush beers until at least after we leave and we leave earliest 4 30 every day and these guys sat there every single day and just crushed beers so that's amazing it was that amazing it was clockwork how does he how does he like find the time to do that every day well, yeah, and like I kind of brought it up to you guys before, and OC mentioned like, oh, this guy probably has like a morning shift or something. Like he starts at like five a.m. or whatever. And I was like, I was thinking about it, and it just kind of dawned on me though, like, yeah, that would make sense. What about his buddy? What the hell is his buddy doing? Because we never saw his buddy leave or come back or anything. His buddy's just hanging out at home. And then even let's say he's just working from home or something. Is he just taking the afternoon off every day? <laughs> like, maybe his buddy. Maybe, maybe his buddy just like trades in the stock market and like just a yeah, like man. yeah, <laughs> you never know. Yeah, but yeah, that was kind of uh, something I experienced this past week, and it just fit into our uh, talk of the different types of guys. So I thought that was pretty yeah, interesting. Pretty cool kind of guy to be, though. I'd say, like, if you have that that sort of financial <laughs> well, freedom, depends. where you're, you're able <laughs> yeah. to like take the whole afternoon for yourself and hang out with the boys, like. That's good for them. For them to yeah. make that happen. Yeah. It depends though. Like how late into the day is he pushing it? How many beers is he actually consuming every day while he's sitting down? Like he, yeah. you no, know, because then at that point you're teetering on yeah. something a little serious and less yeah. of a casual occurrence with your buddy. But uh regardless, yeah, I guess uh, that guy's just straight chilling. He doesn't have any kind of worries. Um yeah, I, I don't know. Except, I except for his liver. Yes, yes, exactly. Could be um, just a bit of a concern. Yeah. Just a slight one. <laughs> All right, last thing here, I think, before we wrap up this episode, one thing that I kind of experienced uh, the other day, I uh, we were just sitting outside on the patio, just kind of enjoying the weekend, the nice weather, like you're sitting in the front yard, and uh, I ran out of beers, 
like on Friday or whatever. So on Saturday, I rip over to the beer store and I grab like a 24 pack, put it up on the thing, reach in my pocket, pull out my wallet and grab my ID. As I'm sliding my ID out, the guy behind the counter looks at me and says, uh, whatever the price is. And I kind of just like looked up and looked at him. And as I was like pulling my ID out and he just looks at me and goes, no, nah, it's okay. And I just paid and left wow. and I didn't get ID. Wow. And I was pumped because like I've had times where I don't get ID'd at like a restaurant or something like I'll go for dinner and like, especially like the Duchess, they just know us now. So they just like, look, we, they don't even bother. Like they don't even care and mark them. Like they just look at us and they're like, yeah, you're fine. <laughs> but like at a beer store, like a respectable establishment like that. And I just don't even get ID'd. I was pretty pumped walking out. Yeah, of there. That's when you know, you've made it. Yeah. And the guy in front of me looked about my age and he got ID'd. So I was hyped too, like, especially after piece. that. <laughs> yeah. You, you walk out behind him, give him like a shoulder to the back and just like, literally my chest away. puffed out and like peacocking yeah. out of there with my two, four <laughs> suck it. And he was like there walking out while this happened. So but yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. I don't know if, uh, if you guys have had any experiences like that, or if you still get a uh, ID or what. Dude, I get all, I eat all the time. I'm such a big face. I think I'll be ID until the day I die. Um, so I don't think I won't be ID'd anytime soon. However, it will be, I'll throw a ce- uh, celebration the first time I'm, I'm not ID'd and it will be a glorious day. Yeah. Cause I would get, so like right now I just have like beard, whatever you want to call it. I don't know if that's even like that, but before, like I have ultimate baby face and you guys have seen, and I would go to the liquor store, the beer store and get like three piece, like driver's license, oh, that's horrible. card. Do you have, that like, is aggressive. I, I've card. never got the health card. That's that's yeah. The health man. card's a little. Yo, there were times where I would go to the bar in London, like twenty years old, and they're like, uh, "ID, hand them my driver's license." They're like, second piece." I'm like, "Okay, like health card." And they're like, "Do you have a student card?" I'm like, "Oh my god, a student card!" And then <laughs> like, one time, your social just media platforms. Whole war fucking wall. <laughs> no, yeah. One time, I had to pull out my debit card too. And I was like four what? pieces, like holding in front of this guy, so he could like <laughs> confirm that it was like this. That's like horrible. this is a joke, man. <laughs> like, yeah. like Poppy, Poppy with the pucks, <laughs> the four pucks, yeah, the my four IDs. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, boys, I actually went on a, I went on a three game heater like three times in a row where I didn't get ID. And really, recently, yeah, at the Lickbo in London. Is yeah, it still well, going or is the streak broken? No, no, it ended. But there was three three times in a row where I didn't get ID. Yeah, I think the mass helps, and I don't know. I guess I'm just tall and have a deep voice, so yeah, you just roll with it. They're just yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so oh my god. Um, uh, when I lived in London, at the end of our street, there was a beer store there, and uh, one of so like we there was a point where we were going out like pretty frequently in the week, like school and stuff had all kind of chilled out. And it was probably like a couple months span that this is going on. And, uh, one of my roommates, uh, I don't know if I should say his name, but he would go in the beer store and get the same thing every single time, a six pack of tall bush ice. And at one point he was in there so, so frequently that he would walk in and this is one of those ones where they have to get it from the back. He would walk in and the guy would just turn around and go get it. No way. No, not, not even to the point look. of no idea. Uh, no ID. Sorry. He would just go to the back and get it. 
and just come out pay and walk back yeah. to our house holding his six pack and like wow it was like <laughs> that frequent and it just became a joke of like he would just walk like there first name basis out. too you think yeah, yeah no yes much, the, yeah. the beer store guy calls him mr mr doe mr smith <laughs> yeah. nice to see you mr smith <laughs> yeah right this way mr smith <laughs> yeah. here's a new selection for you today mr smith <laughs> He's like bringing him in the back. He's like, look at what we've got. <laughs> yeah, it got it got pretty funny though. It was like a running joke for a while about how how frequent that was going on. Oh, yeah, like, too good. Now that uh, the weather's kind of warming up, and, and right now I have one more assignment to do. Other than that, like it's just studying for exams. But the last week, the weather has been beautiful. Definitely more frequent trips to the to the beer store LC. Definitely, I haven't mm-hmm. gotten to that level of, of having them <laughs> bring my stuff out for, for me upon arrival, but. We've had a new setup, which has been, been great. Like Reed ran over to uh, this guy in Kijiji and picked up a fire pit, which is like an old dryer drum. So he set up a fire pit in the backyard and we've been having like fires every night. And we've have ex- an extension cord running out our back door that's hooked up to like these outdoor lights. And then we have like a little power bar that we can also connect a TV to. So the past like three nights, we've just been sitting outside watching the masters with the fire and we watched like the ncaa national championship Ew. game last nice. night so we have a nice outdoor little like lounge setup with the fire roasted some marshmallows had that little like uh that powder you throw in that makes it change color <laughs> yeah yeah, uh, so yeah man, we were we were just having yeah it's, it's been great so the bylaw unfortunately like fires are illegal in waterloo uh, right. so so the bylaw came by yesterday and they're like oh like we understand that like everybody around you is having fires like we just gotta ask you to uh to put it out tonight uh, maybe bylaw will change soon. There's been a lot of complaints of, of people don't have anything else to do. So like people are making a push for being fi- uh, having fires allowed. And he's like, so I hate to do this, boy. He's like, great setup back here. I'm like, oh, thanks, <laughs> yeah. And he just goes a separate way. But yeah, man, it, it's been fun. So maybe I'll get to that point of having having my drink orders ready. But I don't know, maybe not because exams are around the corner. So yeah, we'll running out of time. Yeah, running out of time. All right, boys. Well, I think that's that's a wrap on episode 74 broke down uh tj oshi versus sergey kostitz in 1v1 match play at the masters got into our masters recap and dove into our picks and what went right what went wrong announced the winner of the lad skinco uh care package liam sweeney so shout out to liam sweeney and then uh talked a little bit leafs taylor hall and different types of guys and not getting ID'd at the beer store. So it's been an eventful episode for sure. Um, OC, great to see you on here. This is two consecutive weeks. You're becoming a little bit of a frequent at this point. So we might have to get you on, uh, get you on more as we go along here. Maybe we'll update after the trade deadline. Maybe see where you're at on that. <laughs> Stanley Cup playoffs predictions. Frequent maybe we'll flyer. have to have another. Yeah. yeah, maybe we'll have to have another competition, but McGee, always great to see your face every week. OC, yeah. just happy to see you again. Yeah, boys. Then, one last thing, um, McGee, what's the what's on your menu? Like, what's one thing we're having, ooh, or what's one thing we're cooking yeah. for you? And Definitely. also, we need to get a round of golf in before this dinner. The hundred percent, hundred percent. Or like on this on the same day. We'll like we'll yeah, go the golf. same day. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, d- definitely steaks for all the boys. I'm thinking maybe like something easy for a nap. Yeah. Uh, I would. I honestly wouldn't be opposed to like ice, vanilla ice cream or French vanilla ice cream and apple pie for dessert. Keep it yeah. simple. We'll get a good. I like it. Yeah, this the simpler the better. Maybe we could do like uh, uh, actually I don't know. I was thinking some sort of like fried thing. Like I don't know. We'll, we'll play by ear. We'll figure Make it out. Fried steak. chicken. We'll yeah, fried chicken would be good. We'll fried chicken. 
All right. I have an idea. Here's a content piece idea for the boys. That, that day that we do that dinner, McGee will be home from exams, obviously. Hopefully by yeah. that point, it's, uh, it's all done with like shut this shutdown. So we can at least have some people together and we'll get Joey out. He'll film the whole thing. Maybe yeah, we can we'll get mics like up or something. We'll do, <laughs> yeah, we'll do like a, a sandbagger, our own sandbagger. We'll have a two V two. And then that night we'll make McGee's dinner and we'll uh, have some pints over McGee's uh, master's champions dinner. I think that might yeah, be yeah. a good way to do it. Well, I'll get green jackets from like Valley village or something. Or maybe yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love it. Or no, McGee, we'll, just get, we have we'll to get, put get one. Jacket. We'll get one and we'll put it yes. on McGee and then we're all. Yeah. There. We have to get like someone to it. put it on McGee though, because none <laughs> yeah. of us have been previous champions. So maybe like one of our parents. Will Joey can put it on. Or, yeah. 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 We, need, we need your dad to put it on me. Yes. Yeah. My dad will come and give you the honorary green jacket and that'll yeah. be the presentation. <laughs> he can join us for dinner too. We should get out of the yeah. dad's out as well. That would be hilarious. Yeah. That would be too good. It needs to happen. Yeah, a little five minute insta video of how the round went. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that, that's a that's a great idea. We'll draw for partners, get handicapped settled. Yeah. I like it. All right, boys. Episode seventy four. That's a wrap. Yeah. Thanks again to Lad Skin Co for uh helping support us through our, our first annual masters tournament, uh, snake drafts. So yeah, man, I'm excited for that dinner. I'm excited to see the boys once the uh, exams are, are all finished up, but, and, and we'd like to thank the fans for their continued support throughout, throughout the whole uh, tournament and, and beyond just being a listener of the show. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry if your team didn't, didn't wasn't as successful as you initially thought, but it's the way the cookie crumbles. So without further ado, Catch us next week. Same time, same place, same launchers. Cheers, lads and ladettes. Cheers. <laughs>